This is Taleha Khan and you're listening to the Tales by RJ Tales podcast. Season 2 Spark Up a place for conversations and inspiration. Listen on. Mike rolling rolling everyone welcome to the tales by arjitas podcast tonight we have a special guest and even before any kind of uh, introduction how was my day or even asking you how was your day i just jumped into this because i absolutely absolutely am so happy and i just want to not to waste his or my time and just kick start the show So tonight's guest is someone who is an amazing personality when it comes to books. You must have seen him on Instagram and without any further ado, it's time for me to let the cat out of the bag and I'm fumbling in excitement. So on welcome to my show. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much on for accepting my request and it's such an honor to have you on my show. You're welcome. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh so I know everything about you and I'm pretty sure many 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 people know about you but I still want that you give your introduction to all the lovely audience. Sure. Um when you say that you knew everything about me I got kind of scared. So my uh, my name's Orn. I live in the UK just outside of London. I work as a business analyst uh, for my profession but I have a side business where I talk about books and you know this started say, early 2017 so it's nearly been 3 years or over 3 years actually and it started because you know I started to read more personal development books when I was starting my first job and I was commuting spending upwards of 4 hours a day commuting and I wanted to find good books to read on the commute so you know I was finding and looking at book reviews but what I was finding was book reviews were quite long so I'd find pages and pages articles that were you know some were probably nearly as long as the books that I'm wanting to read so I was like how can I get something that you know condenses the book into a short period of time but still gives people value so I came up with the idea of the one one minute book review at that time on Instagram it was a one minute limit for video with IGTV it's kind of gone a bit further but you know I've kind of kept that same thing going and since then it's kind of grown and grown and grown and for the last I want to say Six to seven months. It's been really crazy the amount the amount of growth, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited for the future. We've got some uh, we've got some great things planned. So yeah, yeah, you actually just told a lot of things which, of course, I did not know about. So I should take my words back that I know everything about you. <laughs> <laughs> and this interview is going to be pretty interesting because I will know a lot of GK about you now, and then probably I can say that at least to seventy percent I know about you. Hopefully. Uh yeah. We'll we'll, we'll see. We'll d- depends on your questions. Depends how personal you get. Yeah. So on you mentioned that you developed an interest in book reading while you were commuting. So I've seen that while I travel every day in my office some people like to read, some people like to listen to music, some people like to listen to audiobooks and all of that. And uh, a lot of people say that they really want to read books. however they feel that oh my god how should i read books it will be very tough it will be very taxing for me or i'm into fictional or non fictional kind of books so how did you develop an interest in book reading what sparked you so i've always been a big reader even as a young kid so my mom is a english teacher she did a degree in english and art so i've always been around books i've always been sort of a creative type i when i was younger so i want to say pre pre university so probably below the age of 18 i predominantly read fiction books so i liked agatha christie you know there's a, a british writer called robert muchmore that did the cherub series mm-hmm. uh, i i read i liked sci-fi books um, and i liked reading john grisham books so like thriller so i i predominantly read fiction books um, and then i went to university and i studied politics and i started to do a lot more research reading more scientific academic papers and 
you know, I kind of got the bug for reading widely and reading on different subjects because I just didn't study politics. I kind of did other modules on neuroscience uh, and I did others on psychology and, you know, it kind of sparked my interest in reading widely. And then once I left university, I got the opportunity to, to work in London. So I, I was commuting and what I found was I needed to spend that time wisely because, you know, at that kind of moment in time, I was actually reading a lot of articles on productivity and maximizing your time. And they were referencing a lot of books. And I thought, you know, well, this is a great opportunity for me to, to really get through a lot of books. And that spark of using my time wisely was probably definitely the, uh, the incentive to continue to read more. I've always had the passion to read. I think that's always been there for me. But I think as I've transitioned now from my sort of my younger years where I was reading predominantly fiction books, now it's very much centered on how can I improve certain aspects of my skill set. So whether that's developing better habits, becoming more productive with my time or just understanding myself better. Uh, through reading, because I think that's the greatest skill that I've learned from reading so far for predominantly nonfiction for the last three years is you develop a sense of self-awareness about the person that you are. And by doing so, then you're able to create a structure and a, and a, and a framework for the kind of person that you want to become. So for me, that that passion and and drive to to learn more and that thirst for knowledge is, has always been there but i think it's just adapted over time as you know my mindset has changed you know at the moment it's more centered towards business creating my own business and and my own personal work uh, mm -hmm. my nine-to-five job so it's balancing all of that you know and and you know it's it's trying to improve my day-to-day -day life uh, rather than use it use it as a form of escapism um that's not to say that you know that that's a bad thing obviously that's a great thing and if you want to read more fiction books I, to be fair i think i probably need to read more fiction books just to take my mind off it sometimes but you know when you run a channel like i do and people are asking for reviews or you know you you feel somewhat responsible to put as much content out there as possible um so yeah that's probably a very long-winded way of answering a question but you know that passion has kind of always been there since a young age right i agree there there are a lot of things like we have actually transitioned from an era because we are 90s kids so we have transitioned from reading books like physically reading books actually feeling the cover smelling like the fragrance of the books when they are fresh and when they turn old we like to preserve them however currently the technology has changed a lot of things now people love to listen to books or watch videos and somehow I would say that technology has made people like Garfield that they don't even want to go through the book. They don't want to take all the pain. They just want that someone just tell me a four line summary and I'm done. Or uh, I could just install any app and listen to the summary and I am done. And I could call myself that I have read so many books. So, yeah. or maybe watch a video of any book review. So how have you been able to sustain physically reading the books in an era of technology? Yeah, this is such a great question because I, I get this question a lot because people ask me, you know, should I just read the summary of the book? And I actually had someone come on on one of my live Q&As on Instagram and they say, you know, he, he read an article, he was probably in his, you know, 13, 14, and he read an article saying, you know, you should just read the last chapter of the book and then that will pretty much tell you the summary. Um, and my my reply to that was, yes, you can read a book summary. That's fine. If you just want to take out the main elements of the book and say that you've read the book, that's fine. But remember, like watching a movie trailer, you're not watching the movie. You're not looking at the character development. You're not looking at the scenery. You're not looking at the cinematography. You're not looking at the way in which the author uses the music, uses the you know, the start, middle and end to bring a story together. Um, that to me, when you read a good book, mm -hmm. all the elements come together to make that book great. It's not just the content. It's not just the theories that are talked about the book. If we're talking about it from a purely non-fiction point of view, 
you're getting the the narrative you're getting the initial hypothesis that the author is talking about you know you're getting the scenery especially if it's talking about a book which puts in historical references you're getting the perspective you're getting the narrative you're getting the author's opinion all of that comes together to bring a a certain feeling and a certain dynamic to reading a book in full um and i would always advocate for someone to read a book in full now reading in a in the current system that we have you know with technology you know i i mix it up so i read like paperbacks mm-hmm. i read i read ebooks through my kindle and i listen to audiobooks so i actually do all three i don't i don't necessarily say that one is better than the other i actually put it in the way that says one is best dependent on the situation that you're in for instance i'm currently at home uh i am going to read the actual physical copy because i'm at home you know i can sit down um i don't have to worry about traveling with it with the space that it takes in my bag and all that kind of stuff when i was commuting i had my kindle and i also had uh, my audiobooks on my phone and so when i'll be walking to and from the station when i would be you know in the in the actual train reading my my kindle you know it was lightweight it was easy i wouldn't have to worry about the book getting damaged or or wet because obviously it's probably raining you know 80% of the time in the uk anyway so for me i don't i don't put one over the other it's just dependent on the situation that you're in now for someone who is transitioning or have as a feeling especially you know i look at someone like my cousins who they're you know anywhere they're between the ages of of 9 and and 15 and they're coming up in a world where perhaps they're not reading as much i mean that being said my probably my 14 year old cousin does read a lot to be fair but they they're around technology a lot more than and than you and i were Mm-hmm. What I would say to someone like that is use technology to your advantage. Use it as a introduction into the book. For instance, if you wanted to read a book uh, such as uh, the first one that comes to mind, let's say 12 Rules for Life by Jordan B Peterson, and you you didn't perhaps want to know or you didn't perhaps want to buy the book uh, just to read the book straight away, you wanted to get sort of the general idea of what the book's about. He has countless podcasts he has countless videos on youtube that you know you can get an idea and get a flavor for the book so and often at times especially in the self development field different authors they talk about the similar kind of concepts mhm but it's the actual perspective of the author that makes that book special so understand the author spend time trying to look at the author look at the history look at the way in which they write look in the way in which they speak because by looking at the way someone communicates by you know their ability to you know convey themselves through their body language and their use of vocabulary you can actually get an idea about how they actually storytell in the in the book form so you know watch videos watch introductions but don't think that watching that video listening to that book summary or reading an article is going to give you the same amount of perspective and knowledge as reading the book. If you can understand that there's a difference, like just because you've listened to a 15-minute version of the book on Blinklist doesn't mean you've read the book. So don't claim that you've read the book. But understand that it's a good introduction into reading the book just to get an idea and a flavor. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily a bad thing. It's what the use is for. I would always advocate for someone to read the book from cover to cover even if they've heard reviews where it hasn't been that good because it's a perspective thing because I've read a book or a couple of books that come to mind where they haven't got the best reviews and I've read it and I thought to myself that's actually not as bad as people say it is and I think it has a lot of value so you also have to take it with a pinch of salt that's why I say to someone who looks at my book reviews it's like remember that it's coming from my perspective and you can have a completely different perspective so yeah hopefully that answers your question yeah definitely a few days back i was attending a influencer summit and there they had said that audio would be the future in everything mm. like audio mm. probably could also be a successor like podcast could be a successor to youtube similarly reading books would be taken over by audiobooks so do you feel that the audiobooks are the future and they can take over the like reading a real like you have a book in your hand physical book in your hand can that be taken over by the audiobooks 
So in reference to your first part of the, the question, um, the audio side of it, I totally agree with that because, you know, when we watch YouTube videos, I don't know if you do it. I actually don't really watch the video. I kind of just listen to the audio. I don't know if you do that as well, especially if they're longer form videos. I just like to listen to it and then do something else. And uh, especially if it's a podcast, I mean, I don't actually watch the video. I kind of just listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I don't think that the book will go. Um, I don't know if you remember because we, we must be similar ages, but when the Kindle was released, everyone thought that that would be the end of the book. Um, and what you've actually seen is that book sales haven't decreased at all since the Kindle coming out. So, and audiobooks have been out for for years. I mean, it's I mean, audiobooks aren't new. Audiobooks have been around for ages. So, I would I wouldn't say that audiobooks or ebooks or any sort of technology will will uh, hamper the actual feeling of reading a book uh, or the book itself what i think is that it'll be used as an introduction into reading more so than um i actually see it as being a barrier to entry um so for instance if we're looking at a a country who is not as well developed if we let's perhaps look at like a country in let's say um in africa so mm-hmm. like a south sudan or something which has you know very very low literacy rates and doesn't have access to to the internet as much as as the developed world what you can see there is audio working for them because it, they won't have the ability to perhaps get books to them or it will be very costly but it's a lot cheaper perhaps to get the audio via a stream and that people get the audiobooks that way now that would be a great introduction into reading or for people to get educated that doesn't take away the value from buying a book and i don't think the book will decrease in the western world i think over time what you've seen is with the rise of technology books kind of staying the same in society mm-hmm. um, i actually think for instance seeing the seeing the community grow on instagram since 2017 i'm actually finding more and more young people reading you know majority of my followers are actually below the age of 20 um uh, or majority below the age of 30 but a high proportion of them are below the age of 20 which to me is amazing because we're always being told that young people aren't reading but you know you look at my demographics on instagram and a lot of them are under the age of 20 so i would counter that uh, that claim that young people aren't reading because you know a good proportion of my uh, followers are below the age of 20 and a very high proportion are not you know above the age of 40 and i was discussing this with a with a friend yesterday and the reason why i think is they're not above the age of 40 is because they get children and you know the more responsibilities you have the less time you have to read mm. anyway um related to to, your, to that question is you know I, I don't think so i think audio will rise and i think audio will be incredibly important and it's up to you know i see myself going down the publishing route in the sense of me being a publisher for for others like that's my goal with this whole thing um to be one to be an author and two to go down actually publishing other people's work and when i do that it will be with a high focus on audio uh i think that there needs to be a lot more content that is specifically produced for audio um but i don't think video will die either i think video is so important that's why youtube is still um the place to go you know that's why it's the second most searched engine on the internet um, after google so i think audio is is important but i don't think that the value of having a book um will will diminish with the rise of technology i absolutely agree to that because i know that we have all seen like from our fathers forefathers they have seen a lot of transition across the world in everything but many things have not perished and many things are still prevalent and since you have mentioned that you have already experienced kindle how was your experience was it good was it bad after reading a book on kindle did you feel like no i should still go purchase this book and read it as a physical book yeah that's that's actually how i usually use kindle or audiobooks is as an introduction to the physical copy the reason i do that is because i get a different experience when i actually have the physical book uh, what i've found with audiobooks and ebooks um sorry ebooks through kindle or digital copies mm-hmm. is that i get the information but i seem to remember it less which 
which actually got me thinking why that might be the case. And I think I highlight in my books, I, I do sometimes write in the margins and I, I take notes. So I have a notebook. And what I've found is you can't highlight on a Kindle, but it's it's just not the same. It's not the same immersive experience. You know, I'm quite a tactile learner. So I, I like to, to highlight. I like to take notes. I like to be immersed in it. Mm-hmm. What I found with something like a Kindle, it's, diff- it's difficult to get that immersion because, you know, you're just kind of flicking like you're flicking on a screen with your phone. It's It's not the same experience. That's not to say it doesn't have value because... Like, for instance, if I was in the gym or if I was going for a run, an audiobook is great. Mm-hmm. And what I've actually done in the past is I've paired an audiobook with a hard copy. So I'm actually listening to it and I'm reading at the same time. Not actually at the same time, but, you know, at, in the same time period. Um, so I think they work together rather than being a separate thing. Mm-hmm. And my experience of a Kindle is, is a one which is very helpful when on the move. Um, especially, you know, traveling long distances to different countries, you know, it's so small and it just fits in my my little electronic pa- pouch that I have. And, you know, it's you can just store as many books as you want on it. So it's great. It's great. But I still do travel with one hard copy um, because I can't I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So I'll ask you a tricky question. You can be honest about it. Like on a scale okay. of one to five, one being the least, five being the highest. How would you rate Kindle and how would you rate a real book? Um, well, I'll obviously rate a real book five because it is, the, in, in my opinion, it is the best way to consume um, a book. Kindle, I would say I would give a, I would give a three. And the reason why I'd give a three is I think it's good enough for the purpose that it has, but it doesn't give me the same experience. Like for instance, my Kindle is waterproof. So, you know, if I want to, like I've taken it on holiday and I've taken it like near a swimming pool and I just wouldn't think about doing that with my book because I'd be like, well, if it got wet, then I'd be distraught. So I just see the value in it for a certain purpose and, you know, but it just, it's just not the same as, as reading that physical copy. Yeah, I agree to it completely. Um, I'm interested, what, what's yours though? Like what my- would you... I I love to read books like I have real books in my hand. I don't like Kindle at all because I am a software engineer by profession. And if I'm not doing my work, I am actually sitting on the computer, researching, making content. So I have a lot of screen fatigue and I want to just remove it. <laughs> so I don't like to watch my screen after a certain period of time. That's why I only like to end my day or begin my day by having a book in my hand and reading it. Mm. So for me, yeah, so for me, Kindle would be one. Maybe if someday I become old, I quit my job, I don't have screen fatigue, then maybe it could have three or four. But until then, book will be five or five plus and Kindle would be one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's that's an interesting point you make, though, because it's not the actual Kindle, is it? It's your ability or your current situation that determines the value of the kindle that's very important to realize isn't it because the kindle would increase in importance based on your current situation yeah absolutely so it's not actually a kindle it's just your current situation which is which is interesting and this is what i, what I agree with is it's why it's why i don't really place more value on one over the other because it just depends on your current situation in in life in general and and then how you can consume the information yeah absolutely and uh, coming from the audio aspect from the technological aspect a lot of people actually say that uh, if you're doing a book review the video part is really great as compared to a podcast now since i have heard your podcast like the one minute book reviews and by the way they are really great they are really crisp you can just binge listen to a lot of them at one go so i really like that aspect what's your take on that like is a podcast great as compared to videos for book reviewing or what's your take um thank you for that that feedback that's great um i'm gonna be honest with you i don't really consume a lot of content so Mm -hmm. for me personally i've never really i've never really spent that much time looking at book reviews it spends it sounds really bad because you know i should really be mm-hmm. consuming a lot more but a lot of my time is actually content and i'm sure you it's the same with you a lot of your time is spent actually creating content and doing your own so it's difficult to 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 actually consume other people's because you're so you're, you're so you're spending so much time on your own 
What I like consuming or listening to conversations via audio, I think there's going to be, or there has been, and, and we will continue to see it grow, a massive growth in the the use of long form conversations via video, um, uh, for, sorry, via audio for people to to actually listen to rather than spending the time, you know, just watching like the TV or, or sitting in front of the TV listening to something. I think that that part of it's going to go. And I think the more content you can put out there in audio form, I think the better. I know I need to I need to do more you know we're currently working on a project in in, in the background and I I'd like to spend some time talking about that towards the end if if that's possible but um I think the more audio that you can put out now the better but at the same time I think you need to find there needs to be ways to repurpose your content in different ways so you know if you have a video just extract the audio and do the audio that's all i do so those podcasts those those video forms of my reviews they're literally just the videos and i extract the audio so i'm getting two pieces of content in one so what i've just found that by doing it for the last couple of years is is founding is finding the the, the tricks of of doing it but um for me i i like listening to long form conversations um but I can't really comment on whether the audio has more value as a book reviewer or for book reviews because I don't really consume it. That makes sense. Okay, okay. Uh, a lot of people they say to me that you know we are quite busy. We don't have it. We don't have time because we have a job and all of that. We really want to be voracious leaders. So, so just like you are a business analyst, you do so many things. alongside you have a lot of interest in reading what would be your piece of advice which people can take and start doing right away if they want to enhance their reading skills alongside their busy schedule and jobs what i would say to anyone who's saying that they don't have any time to read is you can find 10 to 15 minutes a day and i actually did a post i think i re i re purposed a story um let me see if i can find it because it was like a statistic on reading and you know if you read 15 minutes a day that if you'd read you 15 uh, sorry 25 pages a day would mean 3 to 4 pages a month um which is like what 50 odd pages 50 odd books a year so 25 pages will not take you even if you're a slow reader it won't take you more than half an hour So you could do that 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes, you know, anywhere in your lunch break or 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 just any time in the day and if you're commuting, if you're on the bus, whatever that might be and you know 10 minutes in the evening. So that's 10 minutes. I mean, we spend half an hour a day just flicking through YouTube or just through social media. So I would argue with anyone saying that there's not enough time to read because you can get through 3 to 4 books a month if you just spend half an hour a day reading and what i think is the main thing for that is there's a there's a concept in the book called atomic habits by james clear and he talks about something called envi- environmental design and it's something that i've tried to uh implement in my life since reading it and it's the idea that if you design an environment around you where the things that you find or you need to do are readily available to your eye you're more likely to do it for instance i like to journal um however i was at a period of time i wasn't journaling as often as i wanted to and i asked myself the question why and what i actually found was i was putting away my notebook in a cupboard um unintentionally just because i thought i was being organized but what i found was c- because i couldn't see it in the morning i wasn't able to use it and therefore without seeing it i wasn't able to actually journal because you know it's not right there in front of me so what i do is i actually put it out and leave it on my desk so like the first thing i get up is i just see my my notebook or my journal and i can journal and it's the same thing for me when it comes to you know going exercising or you know anything that you want to do so my first advice my first step would be just do 10 minutes um at any one period of time and you know half an hour a day and always have a book available on you so if you don't have any physical copies see if you can find or get access to a 
a software that does audiobooks and just start there. Just listen 10 minutes a day or even more if you're commuting, that would be great. Um, but if you do have access to physical copies, uh, maybe through a library or through a friend or through a family member, uh, whatever that might be, that just focus on that half an hour a day and break it up into small pieces. And then over time, what you'll find is if you're continuing it and, and the habit grows, you'll automatically start reading more. I mean, when I, because I've, I've always been big into reading, but what I've actually found is the more I read over time, the more I actually read for a longer period of time without actually realizing it. So I did this actually over the weekend. Um, I'm currently reading a book called The Cerites Principle, which is the power of, uh, what is it? Uh, how to Harness the Power of Perseverance. And I caught myself reading that book um i think i read about 120 pages in one go which i don't really advocate because you do lose interest but i was just i was just in in a zone and that will happen especially if you're reading a book that's interesting so you know start off small um always have access to a book whether that's audio whether that's kindle um whatever that might be just you know maybe even a pdf on your phone just to start off with just to get accustomed to the idea of reading on the go or reading at any one period of time that's the that's the best advice that I, I think I can I can recommend to someone, and then over time you'll find yourself you'll just find yourself reading more, which is um, which is the main thing. Mm-hmm. So you have actually answered one question which I was just about to ask that how can one start reading books as a side hustle, mm. but how can they convert it as a full time career maybe as a content creator maybe as an author like anywhere how can they place themselves in books as a niche as a full-time career mm. i don't know because shall i tell you why i don't know because i haven't done it as a full-time career yet so I, i'm not best placed to answer that question what i can say is someone who is a content creator and does have a following is like I'm getting a lot of questions from from young kids. Well, I said a young kids because I sound old. I sound really old now, don't I? <laughs> um, younger than me. Let's let's start there. Uh, that how can they always they always come to me and they're like, how can I monetize my Instagram page? And I go onto yeah. their page and they have like a hundred followers, and I'm like, I <laughs> I don't think I've ever used that terminology for myself. Like I've never wanted to monetize my Instagram channel. Um, I think that is coming from the wrong perspective because you and I know that value is the most important thing. If you give people value, they will they'll automatically come back to your to your content. And I saw a perfect example of this uh, last week. So I've started a virtual book club where people can, you know, every single week, every single Saturday, we do a, a 90 minute discussion on a particular book. Uh, and, you know, people have to pay like an entrance fee, but, you know, you get, you know, a discussion with, with other people and we can discuss a book and, and all that kind of stuff. And what I found is that we, I had a, I had a guy on, he was from the UK, but he just came onto one of my Instagram live conversations that I do on a Sunday, uh, the Q and A's. And he said, you know, you were giving so much value to us and you, you know, you were putting so much time and attention to answer people's questions. And, and then he signed up and we you know we had a, a good two hour conversation and, you know, we went, went a bit longer than the 90 minutes just because we we're having a great conversation. And he was like, look, I've just signed up to you now. Like anything you'll do, I, I know I'll just consume it and, and, and buy. So like for me, if your focus and your pure focus is on one, creating the best content two engagement and three, just being a putting the actual, putting the person that's communicating with you above your personal interests, I think will always be the most beneficial thing going forward. So when you're starting out, people want to monetize, but you have to understand that you're competing with other people's attention. You're competing with everything, everything there's so much atten- there's so much like a content being created and there's so much attention being distributed so you need to decipher yourself but the only way that you can decipher yourself is one to create good content two to just be a gen- like just be a genuine person but three is to 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 sort of round that all together to 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 create good content to to communicate with people and to be engaging and to give value because 
you know you can go one down the two routes with content creation you can go down the educational route or you can go down the entertainment route now if you want to go down the entertainment route that's fine but you have to be pretty funny um i wouldn't consider myself to be funny at all or <laughs> i wouldn't consider myself to be a, a comedian or i don't even know where i'd start with the entertainment thing but i know i can provide value when it comes to talking about the things that i'm passionate about so find what that is and just talk about it and you will find people and and it's interesting because i i i talked to someone sent me a message via dm on instagram and i'm starting to communicate with more people via like like audio messages on on instagram just because it's difficult at the moment to get through all the direct messages by typing so i'm leaving them audio messages so so someone asked me you know she was creating a new bookstagram page and she, she was saying how can i start how can i grow my following and i'm like you need to spend hours leaving comments in people's posts like i cannot tell you how many hours at the start i was communicating with people on in in the comments going through hashtag after hashtag going just communicating with people having conversations with people i want to say i spent a good 18 months doing that and it it didn't really get that much traction but then you just hit a point and you're like and i look at people now and people who've created pages on bookstagram and because the community is so big now you know they're getting followers like loads of followers really quickly and i remember when i started because there wasn't that much of a community i spent a good year and a half creating content and i maybe only had four or five thousand followers after 18 months 19 mm-hmm. months and you know there's people now who are getting 10,000 followers within like a couple of months and i'm like it's great because obviously the community is growing but you know part of me feels like the 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 work ethic that is needed in order to actually generate a community is the most important thing because i think a lot of people see content creation as a personal thing i i've never seen it as a personal thing i always see it as a way to to create a community and that's why I treat my page as a community page. I don't treat it as something that's about me. Like it's nothing to do with me as a personality. I couldn't like, that's why I don't really talk about like my own stuff because who cares? <laughs> who cares about people? <laughs> like, uh, you, you know what I mean? It's, it, you have to come, if you're going down the personality aspect, if you want to be a personality, then I get that you want to sort of monetize and you want to create a brand for yourself as an individual. I've never kind of seen myself as a brand, as an individual. I've kind of seen my page as a community engagement page. And that's why I'm at the moment transitioning into the business space as using that community um, as it. But I do also appreciate that I am the page, if that makes sense, because I do the content creation, I do the communication. So for someone who's starting out, one, read the books because there's still i i'm 100 convinced and this is interesting because you'll probably maybe some people come to mind i'm i'm convinced that there's some people on books on instagram that still don't actually read the books um and i've had people come to me and message me saying how do i know that you actually read the books and i'm like call me like i'm free i've got an hour you want to discuss a book just let's discuss a book so i can talk hours about with books i mean i mean i had a conversation with uh, lucy i don't know if you follow her book case of barnes we we discussed we we had a discussion about books and i think we went for nearly three hours and (laughs) so so i would i would really know your stuff like don't think that you can just talk about books um find some quick ways to to just repurpose other people's content and just try to monetize it use it take and it takes time like patience is the main thing like with anything in life i think that's the most important thing and know what you want from it like i knew at the start that i wanted to have a publishing company like that was my goal from starting this i i never wanted to be a personality i never wanted to be a, a like a uh, an instagram influencer i i hate the word influencer but i i get i get the use of it but the, it makes me cringe um that was my goal from the start was always to have a business and have a company at the end of it um when it comes to publishing because i've always wanted that because i think that's such a for me it's such a great thing and i've always wanted to be an author so that is also a goal of mine but my goal is build up a following through your page which then generates interest with everything that you're doing but don't let what you're doing become the reason why you're doing it 
So don't mm-hmm. use it as a purely um, monetary extraction of the thing that you're doing. Because at the moment, I'm in a weird balance because I'm promoting the things that I'm doing that is making that's helping my business. But at the same time, I still want to provide content for free and give people as much value as they can for free. But what I'm actually finding is my value is now in the comments and in the DMs. It's not so much in, it is in the content production, obviously, because that's where most people see it. But I think more people are getting value from actually messaging me and having a conversation with me because like the other day I had over, oh, I want to say probably 200 messages and over... 300 comments that i needed to get through and i spent two and a half hours going through all of them and i didn't even finish them so if you want to do what i do or what other people do know that most of your most of your time will be dedicated not to content creation not to monetization but actually getting answering people because remember if you're not answering people's questions if you're not communicating with people then you don't have a community you're just producing stuff and relationships um is the most important thing when it comes to creating a community so if you don't enjoy that aspect of it talking to people um talking about books if we're talking about the books in 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 particular and if you don't know what you're talking about in relation to the books you won't continue and and it won't be a long-term thing so um know that it will take time but also know that now is probably a better time than ever to do it because there's that interest there that just wasn't there a couple of years ago like if if, if, i'm gonna be honest with you if if i was starting now i'd be like there's there's probably there's probably some people looking at me and they're probably thinking oh my god how do i get that many followers and i would be looking at someone like me now if i was starting and be like okay he's done it so that means i can do it because i look at someone like i don't know who has a lot of following see because i don't really follow anyone anyway as well like like i don't if you look at the people i follow i i don't actually follow one i don't follow that many people but i actually follow people that follow me like i very rarely follow like i don't follow i don't follow famous people uh because i think that is it definitely has a detriment to your mental health um and I, I, I would love to do a write a book on, on not from a perspective of science, science, like a science perspective of it, because I'm not adequately trained for that. But definitely from a research point of view, that I'd like to research and see the actual benefits of living in somewhat isolation from from media and from because i i don't believe social media is bad i know we're going on a bit of a tangent here but let me let me just go with this one for a while is i hear a lot about social media being bad and i totally disagree with that statement um i think it can be used badly but that's because humans are using it and human some humans are inherently bad people but that doesn't mean that social media itself is bad and like for instance i just stay in my book stuff when i go into instagram i don't go into anything else i don't look at anything else you know i use it specifically to share content and to communicate with people that is it like don't really browse youtube that much don't really you know like i don't know what else what's out there and i do have a tiktok account but i don't really use that one because i I get confused with that one um (laughs) yeah um yeah i think that's a really ranty long way of talking about it but for someone starting just know that it will take time but know that other people have done it as well you have answered i think so there is some ai going on because whatever i wish to ask you just answer it and it's i'm a mind reader i I told you 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 said you said you wanted to know more about me now you know i'm a mind reader so there you go there's your there's your little 70 percent yeah yeah that's right uh so a lot of people like you mentioned that if you're just starting now you should just start but there is something which makes everyone very fearful and that is we have a lot of competition there are so many people who are already doing it there's so many book reviewers there's so many authors who will listen to me who will read me who will watch me who will consume my content so it's it's becoming such a thing that some people even though they could do great 
with this fear they are just stepping back so how to get a visibility in an era where there is such a cutthroat competition for becoming becoming a publisher author award winning author or the best seller or whatever whatever jargons they have how to actually be getting a lot of visibility in an era where a lot of people are doing the same thing Yeah, I think it's somewhat related to to what I just said. I think it's it's a two-part thing. The first one's quality. Quality will always win. So yeah. you have to be obviously give good excuse me, give good quality content will be the main thing because even if, you know, let's put it in the perspective of let's say like an author, you know. If you're a, if you want to be an author and you're thinking to yourself, "Oh my god, like how do I become a great author?" you've got two perspectives one you can be like well i'm not going to write anything because it won't be as great as that or you can be like oh well that guy's written or that girl has written something great let me know how they've done it and let me do something in my own way and i i truly believe that if you focus on the quality of the thing that you have written or the quality of your content you don't have to worry about what people will think about it because it is irrelevant if you believe that your quality is the best that you can do and it will get better over time with the more you do it so don't judge yourself in the present because the more you do it the better you get at it and i can say that wholeheartedly that is the case and you come up with new ideas new new ways of doing it and and that that and that stuff so quality is the main thing like quality content has to be the main thing consistency is as a good is a is a is a is a point that that needs to be said like you can't just put out content sporadically you have to be consistently visible and you have to engage and you have to be you know seeing that you're engaging with your followers you know i still engage with my followers as much as i did when i had 1000 followers it's just a lot more <laughs> um so i think if you use those three i don't think you'll you'll get particularly you go you go wrong and play the long game because you know life's long um hopefully so and know why you, the thing is like if you really enjoyed it and it wasn't just about creating um creating a a tag of an influencer or a best selling author if you just enjoyed sharing your opinion and creating content then you could do it for years and only ever have a few followers and you'd always be perfectly happy with it and it all it goes back to me to the idea of there's a a very famous essay uh, written by Kevin Kelly um if you're listening to this and I definitely de- definitely recommend you go read it you know, you can get it from free online um type in 1000 true fans by Kevin Kelly and oh, it's basically yes. like a short essay showing that you don't actually have to have that many followers in order to make what you want to do happen because for instance let's say you have 1000 true fans so mm-hmm. to define a true fan is someone who would consume all your content buy all your your books buy all your courses you know just do follow you everywhere that you're you're going so imagine that you know you or i had 1000 true fans now those 1000 true fans will share it with their families um they might share it with their families next thing you know you might have 30000 40000 people but you just have if you just focus on those 1000 true fans you could gain quite a considerable following so for me it's saying to myself okay who are my 1000 true fans how can i focus on developing a relationship with 1000 people and then i let the let the rest ha- happen if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't but what i have personally found myself is if you focus on the individual person like for instance i was talking to you about that individual who saw me on the live um and he's going to basically he's basically talked about me to his whole family and i've had people sign up to more book clubs and pay money based on his recommendation so that to me is the most important thing is focus on the individual that you see if you get two comments that's great focus on developing a relationship with those two those two people don't think to yourself oh i haven't got 100 or 200 comments you have two comments you have two people like they've taken time out of their day to comment have a relationship with them build a relationship with them don't just say you know great have asked them questions you know mm-hmm. develop a relationship because people have this idea that social media is just you know it's just a comment but most of the time you know i hopefully there's people at the other end of them so develop a relationship with them you know ask them questions you know don't just treat them as just uh, a number on that screen because people think that i 
not I, but people think that people who have a large following, they just kind of ignore people at a certain stage. And, you know, some people might do that. I mean, I get people now who say who when I reply to their DM and I'm getting a lot of DMs from people asking me to review their books and I just don't have the time to to review them because I'm just, you know, overwhelmed with with reviews. And I always reply to them uh, and I say, look, thank you for your thank you for your message. You know, I'm sorry I can't unfortunately review your book, but, you know, I wish you the best of luck. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you actually replied to me. Thanks so much. And I'm like, <laughs> I've actually just I've just told them that I can't review them book but they actually seem really happy about this and for me it's the fact that you've actually communicated with them or you've actually answered their reply so if your focus is on developing community and developing a legacy then you'll always take the extra time to reply to people even if that means staying up till three o'clock in the morning and replying and knowing that you have to get up for work that there needs to be an understanding here that if you really want to do it it's going to take a lot of time and work in order to build that even before you can think about monetizing. You know, someone might monetize early, but to me, you might be satisfying the the, the 99%, but then forgetting about the 1%. So, you know, it's, it's difficult and there is a lot of competition out there, but quality will always win. And, you know, just being an attentive, genuine person will always win in the long term. So it's a long game. You know, you can convince people in the short term that you're you're a certain type of person, but I, I always feel like those people get found out in the long term. Hmm. And uh, I agree 110% on the fact that you said to build relationships and provide value. If hmm. people do that, they are definitely going to be hooked on to you for a really longer time because hmm. you make them feel special and hmm. that is the relationship you build. I have the last question. I know I have literally asked you so many questions and truly you have proved the fact that you provide so much value which you truly are right now in the podcast. I want to ask that there is an age old saying which goes on to say that books are the best friends. And right now in this COVID situation when many of us are in the lockdown they want to unlock the lockdown. It's becoming very tough. Some people are also getting depressed. Some people don't know what to do, whom to talk because they are staying alone. They're not with their families. So how can they use this opportunity and make understand that books are the really the true best friends? How did you utilize this corona situation, COVID situation and actually got to know that books are indeed the best friends so i'm somewhat fortunate because i've obviously with the page and everything i've all i've been a, a big reader anyway but i've definitely used this time to uh, rethink strategy uh i think when you're caught up in the day-to-day uh, like I've I've been working throughout this whole period, so I've been working from home. I've been I've, I'm still working, so I haven't like stopped my my full time job or or anything like that. It's just, I'm still working from home. So, but what it's done is made me think about what I actually truly want to do. And I think even if you don't read more, I think it's still a great opportunity to sit back and think about the direction that you want to take uh, in the short term, but also the kind of person that you want to become in the future. So. For me, I think books, like I said earlier, are, are a great way to develop a self-awareness about you as an individual, your strengths, your weaknesses, what you can improve on. Um, and it also teaches you that you actually know very little. So that humbling factor is is a, is a great opportunity for you to really see how you, you can improve yourself. And I personally have used it in a way to rethink strategy for myself. Um, we've, come, we've come up with a new business plan. We've come up with new business ideas. You know, I've, I've had new business partners. Um, I've had people contacting me, you know, for books. Um, for instance, you know, only a couple of weeks ago, I got a message from Robin Sharma. Um, wow. he's, he sent me a really nice message, audio message. Uh, I've, I'm, uh, Greg McCohen sending me his book. You know, um, interesting story with that one is I actually gave, so Greg McEwen is an author and he wrote a book called Essentialism. And I gave that book away to a family friend what, a couple of weeks ago. And three days later, their, um, uh, Greg McCohen's uh, media company said to me that they're going to send me a free book, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. But <laughs> I just thought that timing on that was hilarious. But like, <laughs> um, 
like we, we like I've I've created a virtual book club in this in this period of time. I've created um, a whole new strategy when it's come to my content creation. I've developed new relationship with people. Mm-hmm. And I've created, um, like, we're creating a, an online book magazine that's going to launch in August, which will feature, you know, reviews, articles, um, and interviews with authors, which we backed up by podcasts and videos. You know, we've we've already done loads of author interviews. I haven't posted any of them, but you know, we're, we're building up a, and that will be available on on the App Store and and the Google Store, and it'll be available on, you know, to purchase and subscribe to on the Kindle. So it'll be available on Kindle. So you know i've i've really used this time to to read a lot and i've read a lot of books i think since since i mean we went into lockdown in march end of march so were we at end of june i think i've read about 20 odd i think 20 since that um a lot of them have been rereads so i haven't I've kind of been reading them quite quickly because i kind of already know the idea of the book but i kind of just wanted to read it again but it's been a really great opportunity to rethink strategy and i've come to the realization that the business for me is the way forward uh i i've kind of got this you know i'm I'm starting to get income in and i'm starting to get a a framework in that you know it seems like a really real possibility and you know i i spent the, the other night i spent you know four or five hours doing like a whole business plan for the for the magazine and i i'm a business analyst so i like excel so i was spending i spent like four hours i think i went to bed at like half two but i i spent like four or five hours doing like a whole financial plan for the for the for the for the the online magazine and you know just looking at the opportunity that that has um for the community because um the also i haven't actually announced it formally but you know i'll give you an inside scoop so the the magazine will actually be open for everyone to contribute for reviews so i'm actually gonna ask other people the community to send in their reviews and they have an opportunity to get featured and have their name on that publication so for me it's a way for people to get invested and feel like they're in part of the process but it's also a great way to increase our our brand and it'll be under a different name it'll be under the, the book talk today brand um which will have a you know i mean i can't wait because you know people are already sending me that authors have been sending me their books for, for years now i remember i remember a real pivotal moment for me where i got a, a mindset a mindset shift was I had profile books, which is an English um, a subsect of of Penguin. They sent me um, "Stillness Is the Key" by Ryan Holiday, and I was like, "Wait, people are sending me free books, and Ryan Holiday is sending me a free book." So, like for me, that was a big game changer for me because I like I love Ryan Holiday's books. You know, I've I've consumed I think all of his books bar one, and you know, getting sent free books, which is great. So. I think for someone in this period of time, if you're still questioning whether you want to read more books, and if you don't want to read more books, that's fine, but know that you can use this time to really question what you want to do with your life in general. So I've used it as an opportunity to do that and also to do more. Um, And without commuting, for me, I've actually found it to be very beneficial in creating a lot of stuff. You know, I've had a lot more time to do content creation such as this, speaking to more people. Um, I think I've done, I think in the last two weeks, I've done probably about 20 Instagram lives with myself and also others. Um, I before this call I, I um, so I did a giveaway 50k giveaway and I gave someone the opportunity to speak to me for an hour and I spoke to uh, a nice young man from uh, from Ahmedabad in, in Gujarat okay, okay. so he, he was a, he was studying robotics engineering and he was 16 and he was currently d- studying for his his engineering um, qualification thingy that he was doing and he wants to go study robotics engineering in uh, either uh, a, a prestigious engineering college in Delhi or oh, I can't remember the other city it was either Delhi or, or Mumbai I think or Bombay and okay. or he wanted to go to M- M- MIT or Harvard so like I gave him an hour of my time because obviously he was a giveaway winner but like I got a message from someone else um, who who messaged me through my community newsletter and he was like can I just have half an hour of your time and you know I just arranged half an hour and like I there was no exchange of money you know I just he messaged me and I talked to him for half an hour so this is what I'm trying to 
get across from this is just because you have a large following doesn't mean that your responsibility to communicate decreases. I actually think it's the opposite way around. I think the more followers you have, the more obligatory, um, the more obligation you have to actually communicate with your with your followers because right, right. you they are, they are entrusting them their attention in you and, and you have to reply to them. Right. I agree to that and that is an area which a lot of people forget when they start to grow, their following grows, eventually they just forget it and they even stop to reply to people, they stop to communicate to them and it just becomes like a one-way communication where they expect people to engage and give back when they forget to do this and that's a wonderful message and you I think are a role model for, for all the future content creators and influencer whoever wants to become an influencer because you are actually I don't know what it is and I, I think is the annoying thing is I kind of know I am because a lot of people buy books based on my recommendations mm-hmm. but I just really don't like that term because <laughs> I've yeah. never considered myself my goal is not to be an influencer and right. I think if your goal is to become an influencer, I would, I would maybe remap your goal uh, mm. because your influence can come and go, but right. it depends on the situation that it's in. But if you're focused solely on communicating and it building community engagement, it will come. It will come like influence for me comes with your ability to influence one person so focus on influencing one person at a time and you'll be fine (laughs) so um that's what i'd really suggest to people is you can look at someone like me you can look at someone who's got a large following and be like oh my god how do i do it um the way i see it is look i have my own goals when it comes to you know with followers and stuff don't think that i don't check it don't think that i'm not aware of it or don't think i'm not aware of my own growth on my social media platforms but know that my focus is on one person at a time because Mm -hmm. if you can positively affect one person and you continually to do that over time it's the compound effect um i don't know if you've read that book by darren hardy or if, if anyone's hasn't read it i'd really 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 recommend that they go read it um something done yeah i need to lay my hands on that that. yeah something so basically the premise of that book and it's really it's made its name in in financial sense but it can happen in anything in life it's something done for a consistent period of time compounds and if your focus is on consistency value and you have patience you can never go wrong in anything that you do so know that and know that if your focus is on influencing or not even influencing but just communicating and and developing a let's call it developing relationships if you can develop a relationship with one person at a time you you'll never go wrong with whatever you do in in life Um, whether that relationship turns out to be something or not shouldn't matter because your focus should be on developing that relationship and doing the best you can with communicating with that individual person. Um, I don't think that you can you can go wrong um, with that mindset and it will definitely give you perspective because, you know, I don't consider myself to be... Like, I see myself... Honestly, I see myself as someone who has just still started because I don't believe that there is an end to this. Um, I That's why I think people who use it as a way to... Uh, monetize see the monetization as the end goal that's mm-hmm. not the end goal like that's never been the end goal for me i think that monetization is a is only an affirmation for people's value of you if people are willing to part with their money it means that they trust you so it's a so actually i think that if you're monetizing and people are buying you have more of a duty to deliver even more better content because they're paying you now it's not just something that's free so the more you do it the more responsibility you actually have rather than the other way around which people tend to get i think they tend to get confused by that so correct i can't actually what your initial question was i kind of went on my <laughs> rant again <laughs> <laughs> this was actually i can't believe it 
that we have been talking like you have been giving a lot of knowledge a lot of gyan in the one hour and i just want to go on and on and on but probably i, I do, would do you have a time limit for your podcasts no no i don't have a time limit as such but still i do think that people love to listen to shorter or like one hour that's okay but i really love this conversation and it was so amazing i would definitely like to do some day if i am still lucky to do a part 2 of this as well very soon because i have so much to ask and i would leave that for the future uh thank you so much on you have actually left me speechless i am a very talkative person <laughs> but but you have left me speechless with the mesmerizing knowledge you have given to me and to all of my audience thanks a lot i'm really grateful for you for having you on my show it's it's been a value packed conversation thanks a lot you're welcome it was great to have uh, it was great to be on and uh you know i could have kept on talking for ages but yeah i um any time for the part 2 um i'm i'm free <laughs> that's so sweet of you thanks a lot on so guys that was on and you must go and check him out he is such an awesome person of course he you must have heard that he has given so much of value through this one hour just imagine how much his page is value packed i'm actually following shorter words after all this conversation but he has a podcast he has a website he's there on the social media and you should actually follow him everywhere because each piece of content which he turns out is full of value on that note thank you so much on once again uh i'm going to you're, you're welcome ellie it's great to be here. one one thing i would say sorry to end yeah. it um uh, one thing i would say to to your followers is definitely go check out my pages um have a look at the value if it brings you value then please um please follow me but also definitely keep an eye out for the um the online magazine that's coming out i think that will really provide a lot of value for um you if you're wanting to get into yeah. into reading and uh, know more about authors and and yeah i'm really excited about that one so definitely keep an eye out for that one it's called book talk today true true i would definitely keep an eye on that eagles eye in fact and i think it will be there on your website as well as on the social media right or only yes. on the yeah, website yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's on instagram um i haven't actually posted on it but i've nearly got quite i've got quite a few followers on it already um i haven't actually even talked about it so i don't know how people have found it but um yeah and uh, i'm currently developing the website because i'm i'm rolling out for people to contribute so even if um if anyone's listening to this and they do read and they do reviews then uh, definitely keep an eye out because i'll be posting something on wednesday asking for people to contribute to the uh, publication so uh, definitely keep an eye out for that as well um, and for yourself obviously i'm keeping it open to everyone superb superb i will definitely do that i'm already following you everywhere so i do hmm. keep an eye on all of your posts uh once again thank you so much thanks a lot and thank you so much for coming on my show stay happy stay blessed and stay tuned to the tales by arshita's podcast streaming on all the major podcasting platforms also follow me on youtube instagram facebook and all the amazing social media you were listening to the tales by arshita's podcast the conversation needs inspiration